Here's to the innovators, the makers, the doers, and the hustlers of D.C. With Facebook Elevate, you can grow your business, build your online presence, kickstart your career, or turn your passion of creating content into a reality. Facebook Elevate is a program that provides free digital marketing courses and one-on-one coaching from experts that can help you grow your business. Learn more at facebook.com slash fbelevate. Facebook Elevate, on the rise, together. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of this republic, it's going to be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine the future. Coming to you live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on your favorite podcast directories. Follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email. The address is right now Jim Dawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Oh man, oh man. You know, we uh at the Jack Hole Nation here, we said we were going to play the drinking game last night during the debate. Uh, I was going to take a drink every time Biden repeated one of his um, cultivated Democrat hoax lies. But I got to tell you, I can't drink that fast. And uh, and I was just taking a sip. And so uh, I saw where that was headed, and I had to uh, to drop out of the drinking game early in the evening. What we saw last night in Ohio was not so much a debate as a, uh, a WWE cage match. The only thing missing was blood. And I'm, I'm not sure that, uh, if it had gone on much longer, we wouldn't have had some of that as well. Here's what Geraldo had to say about it. Well, I thought that uh, Joe wasn't sharp uh, and the president, I thought, was so forceful at times that I thought he was going to try and eat uh, Joe Biden uh, literally on the stage. Oh, man. Donald Trump was hyped up last night. He came out ready and loaded for bear. So we're going to go through the debate. Um, I'm going to give you the top line summary. It, it might not be what you want to hear. You've probably been listening to a lot of confirmation bias this morning. Uh, in today's fragmented media, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to grab your segment of the market, tell them what they want to hear, and win them o- over as a listener. But you know, I've got more respect for you than that. I'm, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat anything. The reality of what happened last night is, is uh, complicated, and it's not complicated in a good way for Donald Trump. And you may not like what I'm uh, going to tell you, but as I say, I'm not here for confirmation bias. I'm here to bring you the reality behind the illusion. Uh, Joe Biden won that debate, not because he won it on substance, not because he was brilliant, because he came out there and he didn't gaff, and uh, and he was able to uh, wiggle off the hook with the help of Chris Wallace on most of the questions that uh, Donald Trump tied him down to. He met the low expectations, 
And because Chris Wallace kept interrupting Donald Trump every time he tried to pursue a line of questioning, he really wasn't called out on his repeated lies. We're going to go over those lies in this broadcast. But Joe Biden was able to stick to the uh, the media's conventional wisdom talking points. And uh, and whenever, as as I say, uh, he tried uh, Donald Trump tried to to pin him down on that. Chris Wallace would just uh, interrupt and uh, and and shut down that line of questioning. Let's face it. All Joe Biden had to do last night was uh, come out there and not fall down and crap his pants. And he was going to be declared the winner. But the objective of this debate is to expand your base. And uh, the people that are reluctant, that haven't made up their minds, most of uh, the electorate has already decided if they're going to vote for Trump, Trump or Biden. They're fighting now for a very thin um, segment of independence. And Donald Trump just played into the worst caricatures of him, uh, of being, you know, off the chain. And I think he probably turned off a lot of uh, those independent voters that uh, like his policies but don't like his personality. Biden, for his part, um, you know, just stuck to the, uh, the safe Democrat talking points. He was better than expected, I have to admit that. The evening uh, began with Fox News. They they ran an introduction on their broadcast. It was basically a mini commercial for Joe Biden. They had uh, clips, real small bites in there. And all of these bites um, made Biden's points while at the same time uh, making Trump look bad. So Trump won the debate on substance, but that's that's not the objective here. The objective was to expand your base. And he didn't uh, win the support, I believe, of people who were put off by his aggressiveness and his uh, his um, braggadocio. Biden didn't gaff, and so he probably won over a lot of those vo- low-information voters. Donald was hyped up on the truth, and Joe Biden was uh, much calmer in the presentation of his lies. But Biden's talking points and Wallace's talking points were based almost exclusively on uh, Democrat media complex hoaxes. And if there was one big takeaway last night from the debate, it was that Chris Wallace is a committed Democrat. I believe he went in there, uh, you know, with a bias against the president and and for Joe Biden. But really, it's just his worldview. He's bought into a lot of these uh, narratives that the mainstream media um, is pushing. He interrupted Donald Trump 76 times during the course of this debate, and he always did it just as Trump was pressing Biden on one example of his incompetence or corruption or another. It'd be kind of like having a, in a boxing match, having the referee on your side. And every time, um, you know, you get cornered, uh, breaking up the fight and putting them back in the middle of the, the ring. Wallace continued to ask loaded questions that were just thinly veiled accusations on Donald Trump. 
And then he would turn to Joe Biden and ask him, uh, you know, what he thought of that. So let's uh, let's go to the fact checking. The big one, uh, once again, the most glaring one is Chris Wallace falsely implied yet again that Donald Trump never uh, condemned white supremacists after the Charlottesville uh, incident. He 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 asked Joe Biden, uh, you've based your campaign on the very fine people uh, lie without pointing out that it was a lie. Here's what it sounded like. Remember what those people look like coming out of the fields, carrying torches, their veins bulging, spewing, just spewing anti-Semitic bile and accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. A young woman got killed and they asked the president what he thought. He said there were very fine people on both sides. No president's ever said anything like that. It is his second, sir. Second point I'd make to you is that when. So when Trump. Started to correct the record. Immediately, Wallace jumps in and and shuts him down. Floyd was killed. When Mr. Floyd was killed, there was a peaceful protest in front of the White House. What did he do? There's another lie. Mr. Floyd was killed. Mr. Floyd overdosed on fentanyl. And then he turns over to Donald Trump and demands that he once again condemn white supremacists for the hundredth time or more. Trump answered by, uh, you know, once again, condemning white supremacy and uh, demanding at Chris Wallace or uh, uh, restating at Chris Wallace's uh, demand that he um, tell the Proud Boys to stand down. The Proud Boys are not a white supremacist group. You can look at them. They're not even white. They're they're a diverse group with black and Hispanic and white Members, they're a Western chauvinist group. They do come out on occasion and brawl with Antifa, but that's only when they have a, uh, a, a rally and Antifa attacks them. They do not riot. There is no history of the Proud Boys or any, any of these groups on the right rioting in America's cities. So Trump has to denounce white supremacists for the hundredth time, and Biden does not have to condemn Antifa. When he was asked about Antifa, he said this. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing own, problem, this, this is a left-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist, Antifa's an idea, not an organization, oh, you got it, not militia. That's what okay. his an idea. FBI, his okay. FBI director Gentlemen. said. Antifa is not an organization, it's an idea. This idea has been responsible for over two dozen murders in American cities, many more attempted murders. They have names, Rose City Antifa, Antifa Seven Hills, Antifa Sacramento, Atlanta Anti-Fascists, Youth Liberation Group. There are dozens of Antifa groups. All you have to do is go to Facebook or Twitter and they're right there. These 
Antifa riots are planned, organized. They come out in the streets wearing uniforms, for God's sakes. They coordinate. They have funding sources. They have logistics. They have a chain of command. They're terroristic threats. But Joe Biden wasn't required to say anything negative about Antifa. In a normal debate, when Joe Biden said Antifa is an idea, Chris Wallace might have pointed out that they've been rioting and, and burning and committing assaults in American cities for years and especially in the last four months. And if you want verification or validation for that, you need to look at the reality that uh, law enforcement knows exactly what's going on. And Joe Biden has got no, um, no support from law enforcement. Here's uh, when Donald Trump called him out on that. That's He's talking exactly, about defunding the that, police. That is not true. He doesn't have any what, law what you, support. Look, he has no law enforcement that's support. That's not true. Almost that's nothing. Not, that, that's not true. That's not true. That's a lie. That was Joe Biden's tactic all night long. If he ever got called out on anything, he, he would just, uh, you know, fall back on that. That's not true. That's been debunked. That's a lie. Would you support? Look, he has no law enforcement. That's not support. true. Almost that's nothing. Not, that, look, oh, really? who do you have? Name one group that supports you. Name one group that came out and supported you. Go look, ahead. Look, think. We have time. We don't have time to do no, anything. No, no. All right. <laughs> All Name right, one folks, law enforcement folks. group that came well, out think, and I supported think, gentlemen, you. Gentlemen, I think I'm going to. They're not going to support Joe Biden. They know the groups that are behind Joe Biden and the uh, groups that Joe Biden is tacitly approving and empowering. <laughs> but then Wallace turns to, to Trump and says this. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Where were any white supremacists in Kenosha or or Portland? There were none. He's talking about the Proud Boys in in Portland. They're not a white supremacist group. I guess he's talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. In Kenosha, there's no, there's not even any accusations that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. No, if anybody's inciting violence, it's uh, it's Joe Biden with his very fine people hoax that uh, that Chris Wallace allowed to go unchallenged last night and wouldn't even allow Donald Trump to call him out. Let's run out to a break. We'll have more when we get back right after this message. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. 
So the big vulnerability for the Democrats this year is that black people are waking up to how um, badly they have been abused and taken for granted by the Democrat Party. And record numbers of them are saying that they support the president and intend to vote for him. And if you wonder if if Chris Wallace wasn't actually uh, pursuing a Democrat agenda, you can see how he focused on uh, on racial issues last night with loaded questions at Donald Trump trying to uh, to paint him as a racist. <laughs> Trump was never a racist, of course, before he ran for president. And then he suddenly morphed into a, a, a white supremacist. And uh, the other tactic or line of questioning that Wallace used to do that was uh, Trump banning um, this uh, critical race theory that has infected the federal government and, and local government and uh, corporations as well. But the federal government, he, uh, Trump banned the continuation of, uh, of those training sessions. Listen to how Chris Wallace frames that question. Your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide? Racial sensitivity training, he says. Oh, it's racial sensitivity training where you call this uh, this group of uh, left-wing radicals to put people in a room and then uh, debase them and uh, and tell them that they are morally retarded and that their ancestors were uh, were awful people and that this country is uh, is rotten to its core. Here's Trump's response. To do that, to end racial sensitivity training, and sensitivity do you believe training. that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because a lot of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical uh, revolution that was taking place in our military, uh, in our schools, all over the place, and you know it, and so does what, everybody what, what else. Radical, and he would know. What is oh, radical totally about racial sensitivity training? If you, what is radical about racial sensitivity training? You, you might have thought that Chris Wallace just crawled out from under a rock and doesn't understand what these racial, uh, these uh, critical race theory uh, uh, training sessions. They're really suffer se- sessions, and the in the tradition of the, the uh, Maoist cultural revolution where they, they condemn you, they force you to submit, they threaten your job if you don't submit, and you're put under this extreme pressure to admit your own inferiority and that of your entire people and your nation. You were a certain person. You had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and, frankly, very sick ideas. And, and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching people that our country is a horrible place. It's a racist place. And they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm no not going to allow that to happen. Vice President Biden? Nobody's doing that. He's just, he's oh, you, racist. You, you just don't. Here's the deal. I, I... <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Oh, my God. I mean, just the massive lies 
if you've familiarized yourself at all with this uh, this book that really a lot of uh, these suffer sessions are based on white fragility you can see how demented it is and how much damage it can do especially to the younger generation that are uh, that are just uh, minds are poisoned and their their whole self-worth is debased There were so many other lies. You know, um, when Donald Trump called Joe Biden out on his son Hunter's corruption, Joe Biden immediately leapt to defending uh, the good son, Bo Biden, who had served in Iraq and had uh, had won, uh, I think, a bronze star over there. And, of course, you know, Donald Trump wasn't talking about Bo, but he, uh, uh, Biden, uh, immediately pivoted to uh, this at Atlantic magazine hoax that Donald Trump called the war dead in World War II suckers and losers. And then, and that's been thoroughly debunked. There is nobody willing to put their name on the record of having, uh, having of Trump having said that. And literally everybody who was in the room with him at the time, all of this stuff happened with the possible exception of uh, John Kelly has said it never happened. It is an, an entire fiction, but Trump came back at Biden and, and pointed out that he's on videotape standing in front of a bunch of um, U S service members over in the middle East calling them. Well, I'll let you listen to the clip again. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Let's clap for that, Mr. Johnson. And you are a dull bunch. Must be slow here, man. You're a dull bunch. Clap for that, you stupid bastards, he says. Of course, when Trump called him out on that, uh, Joe Biden fell back to his uh, typical defense. I never said that. That's a lie. It's on videotape. You won't see any of the fact checkers on uh, on network TV or on the cable news channels pointing out that that Joe Biden just lied about it. There's so many other lies that Joe Biden told. On the Green New Deal, uh, Biden said, uh, no, I don't support the Green New Deal. No, I don't. Joe Biden appointed uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez to lead his task force on energy. She is the author of the Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal goes far beyond um, energy policy as well. It tries to reorder the whole society in, in a very Marxist way. But after claiming that he doesn't support and won't implement the Green New Deal. He said this. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. Let me start that over again. This level was kind of low. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward, as we move forward, as we move forward, as we move forward. You're not going to build plants that, in fact, 
our great polluting planet. You're going to build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support? No, I don't support the Green New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh. (laughs) The Green New Deal will pay for itself. I don't support the Green New Deal. Biden's been uh, all during the primaries saying that we are going to entirely get rid of fossil fuels. Now he's in Pennsylvania and Ohio where fossil fuels are a big part of the economy, hundreds of thousands of jobs. And he's trying to back backtrack crawfish on it. But at the same time, he's got AOC as his, uh, his energy uh, committee chair just as a wink and a nod to the far left. Doesn't want to alienate those Bernie bros. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll look at Joe Biden's defense of Hunter. And we'll look, uh, take a look at the upcoming James Comey testimony in the Senate right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So they're already saying that uh, Joe Biden shouldn't debate again. I don't blame him. That uh, last night's results are about as good as he could expect. By any measure, he lost on substance because he repeated multiple lies, and then he was caught when he was called out for his actual incompetence and corruption. He claimed that those were lies. That's basically the whole strategy of Joe Biden last night. Anything that you don't like is a lie, and anything you're guilty of is a lie too. Doesn't support the Green New Deal. Except for if you go to this website, you'll see that the Green New Deal is the basis of his whole climate change plan. And he said in last night's debate, he got confused. He said that the Green New Deal will pay for itself. And then he said, oh, not talking about that Green New Deal. Did you notice that Hunter Biden didn't show up. All of Donald Trump's kids were there. Joe Biden has two surviving children. His daughter was there. Sarah, no, Sarah's his sister. But his daughter was there, and, uh, and, and Hunter Biden was nowhere to be seen. Where's Hunter? Claimed... On national TV that I never called the troops stupid bastards, I guess 
he can get away with that with the low information voters because the media is, you know, controlling the narrative, the Democrat media complex. At one point in the debate, Joe Biden claimed that the Obama-Biden administration left a booming economy and that Trump caused a recession. And when Trump tried to call him out on the weakness of the Obama economy and the roaring economy under Trump prior to the the uh, pandemic, the pandemic, of course, Chris Wallace leapt in to, uh, to interrupt the president and change the subject. If you remember the economy under Obama, it was a disaster. All eight years, he never achieved 2% GDP growth. Never. Not once. People were having to work three and four jobs. Manufacturing jobs were uh, pouring out of this country into the third world and China as hard as they could go because of Obama and Biden's tax policies that Joe Biden promises that if he gets elected, he's going to bring back. Looking for this clip for Hunter Biden. Let me see if I can find this. Nope, I can't find it. The president's best line of the night was uh, when he, he said this uh, this solid gold line. I've done more in 47 months than you've done in the past 47 years. And, and that pretty much sums everything up. But the president wasn't very effective at, at, other than that, at pointing out that Joe Biden created most of the problems that Donald Trump has been fixing for the last three years. He should have pointed out more of Joe Biden's record. I think he hit on, at one point on uh, Joe Biden's um, criminal justice reform plan. Uh, Trump said he called black pe- uh, black young black men super predators. That was a mistake on Donald Trump's part. Joe Biden only called them predators. It was Hillary Clinton that called them super predators. Joe Biden's money line at the end of the night was, under this president, we've become weaker, sicker, poorer, more uh, more divided, and more violent. Well, let's take those one by one. When he says we've become weaker, he's talking about uh, the president Shrinking America's military footprint overseas. That's been needed to be done ever since World War II. And the president is trying to extricate this country from the disastrous Middle East wars that Joe Biden supported and is a large part of uh, continuing for so long. He says we're sicker. Well, we're sicker because our economy has been shackled to the Chinese Communist Party and China. And I believe that they deployed this virus because Donald Trump was trying to bring back our jobs from over there. He says we're poor. Well, we're not poor. Oh, Donald Trump increased median wages for uh, working people 
more in just 2019 than in all eight years of the Obama-Biden administration. More divided, Biden says. More divided. Why are we more divided? Because we've got these left-wing, Democrat-supported ideologue, race hustlers out there um, inciting riots and more violent. Yeah, we become more violent because Democrats, mayors, Democrat mayors across this nation have been defunding the police and, uh, and making it impossible for them to enforce the law. It's not a coincidence that Joe Biden doesn't have any uh, police union support. But that was his money line. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not a bad line. It's just it doesn't stand up to any critical examination. So, uh, you know, I don't think that this debate is uh, is going to do a lot of damage to Donald Trump. The problem is it was his opportunity to increase his voters, and he missed that opportunity. And Joe Biden, by being able to come out there and stand at the podium— for 90 minutes, probably, uh, you know, strengthened his base and may have even made some inroads into the independent voters that don't like Donald Trump's personality or style. That group, by the way, doesn't include Hispanic voters because at Telemundo, they, uh, they had a, a, a poll right after the debate and Donald Trump overwhelmingly won that debate according to Telemundo's viewers, 66 to 34%. And you know why that is? Is because uh, Hispanics are working-class people, and they realize how good it is. They, they don't have a large segment of their population made up of college-educated lefties. They're socially conservative. They want a good economy. They want opportunities. And this this president delivered for them. But the media is already out there saying that, uh, you know, uh, this went so well for Joe Biden that he should cancel the two upcoming debates. David Axelrod immediately started uh, floating the idea that Biden should skip the next two debates. James Carville, the raging Cajun, is encouraging Joe Biden not to debate. Here's a, um, a montage of media talking heads, mostly at CNN and MSNBC, trying to mainstream the idea that Joe Biden needs to call it a day as far as debates go. So a very simple question. After what went down this evening, do you think Joe Biden should participate? In a second or third debate. Should the next two debates go on as scheduled? I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if this is the last presidential debate. Should there be other debates? Are we really going to repeat this? Are we going to have another two of of these? I think we have to hear from the Presidential Commission on Debates tomorrow. We, 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 We can't do two more of these. Why are we bothering a with a discussion of the rules, of format, of time limits, of uh, moderators at all, when we have just seen what is going to happen. (laughs) We can't take it. We don't want any more of that. 
Call him off. I'm reluctant to go out on a limb and say that, that Joe Biden will back out of the next two debates because I got burned. I never believed that Joe Biden would uh, step onto the debate stage with Donald Trump to begin with. I was, I was surprised right up until the last minute that he did it. And you got to give it to old Joe, whether as a result of, um, you know, Adderall injections or uh, electroshock therapy. There are some indications that uh, he had electrodes on him last night. He was able to, you know, stand there and uh, and be coherent, at least, if thoroughly dishonest, for the whole 90 minutes. James Comey is going to be testifying up on Capitol Hill today. And he's doing that in light of a recently declassified document that shows that the CIA had intercepted um, Russian intelligence agencies talking about the fact that Hillary Clinton had a plan to try to tie Donald Trump to Vladimir Putin. And this, uh, we haven't seen the actual text of this plan or this uh, communication that was intercepted yet, but. I probably, I suspect uh, that that was when they deployed their disinformation campaign and fed it it to Hillary Clinton for Christopher Steele's dossier. Jim Comey is a master, an absolute master at not answering questions. But he's going to be pressed pretty hard today. He's going to have to face Jim Jordan and... and, um, some other, I started to say Ratcliffe, but Ratcliffe is, uh, is DNI now, isn't he? I've got this clip here. It is a, a preview of what's upcoming. This is Matt Getz appearing with Lou Dobbs talking about why it's taken so long to get to this point. Matt Gates, a member of the House Judiciary and Armed Services Committees. He's the author of the brand new book, Firebrand, Dispatches from the Front Lines of the MAGA Revolution. We encourage you to pre-order it now. Uh, we highly recommend it. Uh, Congressman, great to have you with us. Let's uh, begin with these developments. They are substantial. They're significant. Uh, the DNI to move to Congress to uh, explain and further Uh, testify about the declassified information and the continued persecution of General Michael Flynn uh, and uh, and it's it's inexplicable your thoughts Judge Emmett Sullivan shouldn't be presiding in this case he should be impeached we don't crowdsource prosecutions in the United States of America they have to be brought by the executive branch and when the executive branch doesn't want to bring a prosecution no judge gets to just do it that would be a violation of the separation of powers if the judge if the referee in this case weren't wearing the jersey of the other team Sidney Powell would have won this case three times already she would have had her motion for habeas corpus granted now when you talk about the Ratcliffe memo today it is remarkable it proves that we were right all along. Russia was never a crime committed by the president. It was a setup conducted by Hillary Clinton as an excuse, an excuse for the failures of the Obama-Biden-Clinton era and an excuse for her failures with the electorate. 
And too often the establishment in both parties here in Washington want to make us believe that Russia is some like great threat that challenges America. Russia's two biggest exports are models and oil, and we've got plenty of both here in the United States. Uh, I'm glad that Rad is going to testify before the Senate because I think it will further illuminate the extent to which these decisions were made in the Oval Office. This was not some underling. This was not some DOJ or FBI assistant deputy. You had Obama, Biden, and Clinton working on framing Donald Trump even before the election and then using it to try to justify their own failures. That briefing was uh, conducted by John Brennan. He briefed Obama and Biden on what Hillary Clinton was up to, and that was back in July of 2016. It was just a week later that James Comey over the FBI opened the Crossfire Hurricane investigation to try to weaponize the Christopher Steele dossier, even though they knew it was false, even though they knew that the subsource for that dossier was, in fact, somebody that they believed was a Russian spy. The recent um, narrative to come out of that was that, uh, you know, the accusations made there were just a bunch of his drinking buddies when they were sitting around at a bar making stuff up. But it's looking now as a result of this newly declassified document that, in fact, that fellow was a, 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 a Russian agent feeding Russian intelligence agency disinformation to the Trump campaign. So we know what Comey did as a result of that. He requested to unmask General Flynn's conversations dozens of times. His, uh, his, his uh, officials did. They got a FISA warrant to look at all of Carter Page's communications with the Trump campaign retroactively and going forward. And last night at the debate, Joe Biden said he didn't know anything about it. It wasn't his idea. Here's a, uh, an excerpt from John Brennan's handwritten notes after he briefed President Obama and other national security officials on this, uh, this plot by Hillary Clinton's campaign. He briefed them, according to these notes, on the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. It was cooked up entirely out of whole cloth. This was in July 2016. They, uh, they, they obtained this intelligence, Russian intelligence analysis, alleging that uh, Hillary Clinton had approved this plan to vilify Donald Trump and uh, characterize him as a, a Putin stooge and of hacking the uh, Democrat National Committee. And then just a few days later, the intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral to the FBI director and the assistant director of counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, 
U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton approval of a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distancing the public from her use of a private email. So once again, the Clintons are behind a major uh, episode of skullduggery that has done great damage to this nation. Will she ever be held accountable for this? Will her husband ever be held accountable for selling missile technology to the communist Chinese? No, because they're protected by the deep state. All of this took place, by the way, just two weeks after Seth Rich was murdered and four days after the WikiLeaks release. So they were desperate to change the subject. And, of course, that's where they concocted the scheme that Russia had hacked the DNC server just two weeks after Seth Rich was murdered. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Santa's dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. So don't forget, coming up this weekend is the first weekend of Mojo Five O's Open Mic Contest to find a new weekend host. And on this show, we're promoting the Riverfish and Rocky. They're going to have a, sun, a Sunday show at 1 p.m. Eastern Time throughout the uh, the month of, uh, of October. You're going to want to listen to that. And here is the Riverfish himself. Hey, it's the Mojo Riverfish. No joke this week, but I bring you news. Me and my buddy Rocky have entered the Mojo 5.0 open mic competition, trying to win a spot to become part of the awesome show lineup that is the Mojo 5.0 family, or as I like to call it, Survivor Mojo Island. So I invite you and your oh-so-good-looking, smart, and refined listeners to listen to Room 13 starting October 4th at 1 p.m. on the iHeart app. It's Rocky and I kicking back, telling jokes and stories and news about the lighter side of life. That's every Sunday in October, starting October 4th at 1 p.m. on the iHeart app or on mojo50.com. Give Room 13 a listen and tweet us at Room 13 Podcast. Uh, Room 13 at the Desert Air Inn with the Riverfish and Rocky at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Be sure to give it a listen. So uh, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, of course, who has been one of the, the most um, strident of the lockdown advocates, was recently uh, caught with uh, a state representative named uh, Wendy Ullman, also a Democrat, on a hot mic talking about these face masks. And here's what it sounded like. So, Wendy, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my mask off when I speak. So. I will as well. I'm, just, I'm waiting so that we can do a little political theater. Okay. <laughs> so that it's on camera. So, Wendy, I'm going to take my mask off 
when I speak, she's wearing her mask and she's on camera. And she says, well, I'm going to engage in a little political theater first. Make sure it's on camera. That's a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, they're, uh, they know exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to play you another one of these Ryan Parker songs. You can find him on Twitter at Ryan P. Songs. And he's talking about our last best hope. Higher taxes, open borders, and Medicare for all. Defund police and take our guns, society will fall. Delete our country's history, say we should be ashamed. Create foreign dependency and regulation aim. At getting all our companies to move out overseas. It's bad if you're American, it's great if you're Chinese. Give illegal immigrants a ton of stuff for free. Make abortion easy, take away morality. It's election 2020, does our vision read the same? When our flag is flying, are you proud or so ashamed? The dream that is America, what's it really worth? Oh, like our great country is the last best hope on earth. Because the USA is the last best hope on earth. Low taxes, secure borders, and open competition. Police are strong and guns belong, yes, those are my positions. Respect our country's history, honor the men who died. To give you opportunity for freedom and for pride. Don't bend your knee to China or the bad Antifa mobs. Defend our constitution and our people's right for jobs. All working class Americans sure have an honest thirst for sincere politicians who will put our country first. It's election 2020, does our vision read the same? When our flag is flying, are you proud or so ashamed? The dream that is America, what's it really worth? Vote like our great country is the last best hope on earth. Because the USA is the last best hope on earth. Because the USA is the last best hope on earth. Man, that guy is great. He is a prolific balladeer. He, uh, he's got dozens of songs up on social media. I like to showcase him here because he's not getting a lot of airplay. You can bet on the mainstream media. So where do we go from here after this, uh, this first debate, it didn't come out. It wasn't everything we had hoped it would be. Joe Biden didn't fall down and, uh, and a drool on himself. Donald Trump missed a lot of opportunities to highlight his successes. He's caught up in, in this, uh, this media narrative of the, the virus and the Democrat lockdowns. He could have bragged about the regulatory reform. He could have bragged about killing uh, terrorists in the Middle East. He could have bragged about uh, the Border Patrol and the peace deals that he's put together. But he was on the attack uh, on Joe Biden and between Joe Biden and Chris Wallace, um, you know, they were able to obscure and, and really Donald Trump, he didn't lose his cool, but, uh, he wasn't as effective as, uh, we would have hoped. These candidates should have been allowed to debate. I wish that they would go ahead and, uh, 
Joe Biden would take um, Joe Rogan up on his offer to host a debate. <laughs> Rogan says that they have to, uh, to be there by themselves for, I think he wants a four-hour debate. That would be outstanding. I got to admit, I enjoyed last night's debate. Uh, I, I know a lot of people didn't because, you know, it was so chaotic. But as a, a pure entertainment, it's, it would be pretty hard to beat. I'm, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how it's received and what effect it will have on the, the bogus polls. I'm sure that they'll come up with a bunch of independents that uh, say that they were put off by, by Trump. He's got two more opportunities at Joe Biden. If Joe Biden doesn't chicken out, which it's very likely that he will. And if he does, then, um, then he can, uh, he can try to, to be a little cooler next time. So I've been checking out Joe Biden's tweets this morning. He's declaring victory. He's not writing these things, of course, but he, uh, he does have his, his name on one tweet that is liable to land him in a federal court, uh, for a defamation case. And it's got a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Joe Biden saying, there's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. Now, what he's doing there is overtly calling Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old boy who defended himself from, from uh, violent Antifa attackers calling him a white supremacist. And Joe Biden is a private citizen. He's not going to have any sort of uh, uh, government immunity. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Biden campaign doesn't get a call from Lynn Wood pretty soon. That takes us to the end of this edition. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, Keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.